Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast. We are delighted to have another special guest with us today. We have Mia Baker. Now, Mia Baker stumbled into the golf world at the end of 2019. She's now using the power of social media to disrupt the golf market, changing the perceptions of the sport to inspire the next generation of golfers and encourage more people to take up the game. Mia, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, I think that's the best bio I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Yeah, no, I'm not too bad. Um, Just plodding along as I think most of us are at the moment, but um, can't wait to actually go and hit some balls after such a long time. It feels like it's been far too long. I know, I know. It's it's, it's crazy times, but look, we appreciate you spending some time with us and we're really looking forward to having a chat with you. So we followed you from the start pretty much. And it's, it's been amazing to just watch, I suppose, your progress, really. Your progress has been incredible, the journey that you've gone on in terms of, you know, not, for, not going from really, I suppose, from a beginner to, you know, what looks like now a really good golf swing. Um, and just to see what you're doing on social media as well is, uh, is really good as well. So I think just to give a, the, the listeners a bit of background, can you just, I suppose, give us, you know, a minute just talking about how it all happened for you and how you're now sort of really in deep in the golf world because it hasn't been that long has it no it's really been like just over a year now I guess the whole Instagram thing is totally separate from actually what was meant to happen all I wanted to do initially was play golf and I wanted to buy some golf shoes so I went to go and buy some golf shoes and I just found it so difficult and I think for all the women out there if they've ever tried to go and buy anything golf related they come out thinking a there wasn't anything for me or b why does it have to be floral or pink and then I tell you what's hilarious is all the guys go, oh, but women only like floral or pink. Mm-hmm. And then I say, oh, what other options were there? And they're like, well, there's only floral or pink. So <laughs> that's the only choice we have. Of course, we're going to have to choose one. But um, yeah, so I wanted to go and buy some golf shoes, obviously. Couldn't find any. Then I went to obviously one of the UK's biggest retailers. I think everyone knows now it's American Golf. I went to their flagship store in London um, and they didn't sell anything there for women either. So that was a two-story floor as well. Obviously, talking on behalf of the UK, I know there are countries out there who are doing really, really well for women, like Australia, I know do super well. Um, definitely Asia, Japan, all those countries. So definitely kind of something for us to follow suit in. Um, and then after getting in touch with American Golf, I started talking to them about, you know, how can we better market towards women? How can we actually get golf clothing in store? And after the conversation, it was basically saying, you know, we can't have anything in store unless we have women playing. So then I was thinking, okay, how am I going to get more women playing Mm -hmm. so I can go into a shop and I can buy my golf shoes? (laughs) I know it literally sounds so like, I don't know, silly. Um, And then that's when my Instagram started. So it started in January 2020. And I thought, okay, how am I going to get more people playing? Maybe I need to start speaking about it, have a little bit of a voice. And then it went to, okay, maybe no one's going to listen to me if I'm rubbish at golf. Therefore, I need to become better at golf. So I started, you know, obviously with the YouTube, um, watching videos, which is actually really difficult when you first start because you have no idea what to look for. Um, And I'm guessing you guys know that you must have plenty of people come to you being like, where do I start? Yeah. Um, What do I need to do? So um, I was super, super lucky that I don't know if you guys know Skidis. I think you do. together got in touch with me saw me trying to practice at home and then they put me in touch with my coach Stephen who's out in Malaysia 
And then we started working on all of the like real fundamentals over lockdown, um, everything I could do at home. I didn't even need to go and hit balls initially. And what was quite cool is the fact that I could just do like this one often. So I'd do five minute practices here, five minutes practice there. And I didn't have to go and hit balls. So it wasn't like a worry that I couldn't get out and practice because of lockdown or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, once I like, kind of learned all of the fundamental body motions, then got a little mat in the garden with mm -hmm. a net, then got to hit balls, never saw my ball flight, literally for months. I didn't see at all what my ball flight was. Um, and then I finally got to hit a ball after, I don't know which lockdown one lifted. And I was like, oh, I have improved. This is pretty <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, the whole online experience in terms of um, training super super interesting I talk about it a lot um, because it's definitely like a type of skill I think you need to learn in terms of how to teach yourself to learn golf um, and then yeah since then I've been super lucky to kind of get involved in more things where I can actually help you know get more people playing encourage more people to play and not just women you know the younger generation as a whole I think it's really important just to make it you know all inclusive yeah and that's massively important isn't it what you're doing there and you know, I think the thing for myself and Andy, ever since we started this, we've always had the passion to help people and obviously help them with their golf, you know, and obviously we went to qualify as a coach for that. Now, you're not a coach. We know that. But you're the best thing about you is it's very, very personal to other, other people watching this because you're just showing off your journey. That must make you feel extremely proud, though, that you are just getting people into the game who haven't been in the game before. Yeah, it's, what I find really cool about it is the fact that everyone who's been playing golf typically has been playing since they were like five or six. They forget what it's like to learn. They forget what it's like to be a beginner. Then if you start in your 20s or 30s or something, everything is just much more intimidating in general, regardless if you were to play the piano, if you were to do absolutely anything. It's just more scary because you are worried about what people think. You don't want to look silly. Um, especially if you know walk down to a driving range and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what club you're meant to be using and then you've got this ball and you keep missing it and then you're thinking oh my god are they watching me do they everybody is watching me right now <laughs> no and then you have to like scuttle off and be like I'm not coming back and it's super intimidating and people forget about that they think oh you know just go to the range hit some balls you'll be fine but actually it's the whole mental side which I know people already talk about a lot especially you know if you walk onto a course and you do play golf imagine people watching you on that first tee everyone talks about how intimidating that is it's exactly the same except on a probably a bigger scale i would say yeah for sure for sure and i know we're going to get into that a little bit more because we want to talk a little bit about the golf obviously that you you've encountered but just a just another one for us as well and this is this is down to it's not just as a female golfer, but even just as a, as a, as a new golfer, what, a, a golfer, that's a new word. Um, <laughs> what, what is the next word coming up? You'll see why. What barriers have you seen? There you go. What barriers have you seen being a new golfer in the, in the game? <laughs> I love that name, a golfer. <laughs> no, maybe we should just make up words over lockdown. Be Absolutely. Um, oh gosh, there's so many barriers. I mean, one of the ones that people always talk about is cost. I think there's also a lot of stereotypes associated with golf. And once you start playing, you realise they're not all true. I think a lot of people in golf do want people, more younger people to start playing. But it's the few people who are probably at the top of the industry who are the ones being the voices that make it appear like, you know, 
dress codes as well that's another thing people get so nervous I remember the first time I was meant to go and play on a course and I work was like I can't go and it's like why can't you go me I was like I don't know what to wear like you know why would you even think about that if you go to go play tennis or go to the gym you never really think about what you're going to wear you just kind of think that you know you'll just walk up and just turn up it doesn't really matter um so yeah obviously your clothing there's cost there's also not having anyone to go with and feeling like you know you're alone people watching you you know the list does go on but I think there's also a lot of things that we can do to kind of break down the barriers as well so it's not the be all and end all (laughs) yeah what would you say that the feedback from your social following then, I mean, from what you've done, because you've built up a good following over the last, let's say, just over the last 12 months, really. What's the feedback from people? Have you managed to encourage a lot of people to take up the game? You know, how many people are messaging you saying, thank you for what you're doing? You're helping me start. What, what generally has been the feedback for you? Yeah, so actually it's really, really interesting. One of the things that I definitely like um, try and encourage myself to do is I know myself I can only do so much what I want to do is empower the people my followers to actually make the change because fundamentally it's going to be all of us together who is actually able to change what the golf industry looks like um so you know I've done posts various things and I've had like a lot of guys because obviously a lot of guys do follow me that's pretty much golf who are encouraging like their girlfriends their wives everyone to play they're like oh I told them to follow your account they've inspired um they've been inspired to go play golf they've got a new outfit I've even had guys message me saying oh what do you think about um this outfit for my girlfriend so I can get her started oh "Oh, gosh (laughs) seriously this is kind of cool um but yeah it's been so awesome I have loads of like beginners as well who message me saying um you know what should I do I do have you know I know I'm not a coach but I did try and share like a couple of drills that I've done and personally have found useful. And obviously everyone else found some useful, that's great. But we all know as well with golf, different things are going to suit different people. So what works for me doesn't necessarily work for everyone else, but it's at least a starting point. And I think, um, yeah, once people kind of understand the fundamental foundational moves in a golf swing, it makes things so much easier. Yeah, yeah I think that must feel great as well, just for people who are just saying all these things to you, you've inspired me to do this and, I'm sure that just continues to drive you into putting more and more content out there and just gives you that confidence to keep going, really. Yeah, no, like everyone who messages me, I just, it, I, honestly, I find everyone more inspiring than I am. Sometimes I sit there, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm inspiring at all. It's everyone talking to me who is inspiring because it reminds me that everyone's going through the same thing as I am. Yeah, brilliant. So, I mean, just take us back to what it was like for the first time you were hitting shots. Like, I want you to sort of just go back to that point where it was on the range, wherever it was. What was it like for you? What was going through your mind? How did it feel? And what was the actual, what were the shots like as well? Um, <laughs> I actually thought golf was really stupid. <laughs> it is. It is I really was like, stupid. this is the most stupid sport. Why does anyone want to play this? And also, I would say most of my life I've had pretty good hand-eye coordination. Golf literally removed any sort of that. And I was like, why does anyone want to play this game when you can't even hit the ball? Like, if I were to go and play catch or any other sport, I'd probably be fairly okay. This, I was terrible. I was categorically rubbish. <laughs> I was like, why, how are people addicted to this? How are people so obsessed with this? How are people you know, talking about it all the time? And, you know, I don't really like being rubbish at things. So the only way was to kind of, get better um and also I really like the idea when people have this whole social element to golf which 
I don't know. I've never really experienced, I would say. I don't think women's sport has the same kind of, I don't know, talking points as men's sport does. And I quite like the idea of being able to go on like a golfing holiday with a group of friends and just, you know, enjoy something together. So I think that's kind of what motivated me as well. Um, but yeah. Brilliant. And, and, and let's, let's get into the golf swing because I think when people... If people follow your account, they'll see the journey and you get learning. And it's been quite visible to see the progression of you to what now looks really good. Um, how's that developed in terms of what did you actually start working on? Because I think for a lot of people, let's say you are maybe new to the game or would like to learn. If they look at your progression in 12 months, they'll go, that's amazing. That's quick. That's fast. How did you do it? What do you feel that was the the things that really allowed you to progress quickly. What did you start with? Did you focus on the body motion first? Did you focus on the club first? How did you go about it? Because I know it was with Steve, wasn't it, Juliana? Yeah. That's possibly um, the longest question anyone's ever asked on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, firstly, I would probably say it depends on what your goals are. For me, I wanted to have a good swing. I wanted a good foundation. I wanted to be able to play pretty well in the next like three years. I need to get to scratch at some point. Other people don't really care. They just want to get out, hit a, hit a ball, play on a course. Don't really care if they do that well or not. So it does depend on kind of where you're going. Um, obviously, based on what my goals were, which is to get pretty good, you need to start with a good foundation, like with anything that you want to do where you don't build a house like off a bad foundation. Um, and it starts with body movements. And it was literally you know, maybe five minutes here when I was brushing my teeth, five minutes waiting for my coffee to be made you know it wasn't large lumps of time um just you know basically it was working on my kind of leg movements wasn't even using my arms um and then you know after maybe a couple of days when I felt ready I'd then start bringing in my arms and you know all of these things I think I think it's just important that you have to build on things. You can't expect to have everything all at once. And the only way you're going to get there is just by building on it slowly. Like every day is just another day to add a little bit more rather than, you know, we all want everything to happen right now. Like everyone is super impatient. I am the most impatient person ever. Um, but you've got to enjoy the journey. And once you start doing that and, you, you know, tracking your progress, I videoed myself obviously every day to send it to my coach. Then you're able to see, okay, actually, I am making progress, even if to you it doesn't feel like you are. Um, but yeah, I, I started with body motion, didn't even hit balls for a while, then went and hit balls, didn't even see my ball flight at all, and then obviously moved to finally actually seeing my shots, which is quite cool. I think there's so many lessons in that, really. Um, I think back to the amount, of, the amount of golf lessons me and Pierce have given, it's been a lot. Um, and I would say most lessons, we're sort of working generally at somebody's body motion, whether it's working on more hip turn, you know, get, getting the leg work right, their the upper body movement. And mm. I think for what you did there, you focused on that early because that's just such a key component. If we can get the body moving in a good way, it has such an effect on the golf swing. And I really love what you did. There's two things that I think are really important. You just did it a little and often. You were doing it daily, just small things, just ingraining it into your into your system and then the beauty of just having it into a net as well mm. meant that you're not reacting to a slice you're just focusing on building a golf swing and I think there's so much power in that especially with what we're going through at the moment you know we can just dial in and go all in on the motion and then once that's ingrained you take the net away and you go oh I'm actually pretty good I can start hitting the golf ball it's pretty it's pretty decent 
Yeah, which is, it's quite crazy to think as well, because that's the bit that we all enjoy most. We love seeing what our ball flight is. But you also notice, oh, I've got a slice. You do everything in, you know, possible to try and fix that slice. And then you're messing up the rest of your swing because every every action seems to have like a recurring opposite action on something. And you never know why, which is why it's really important to have a coach who can, you know, see that, okay, if you do this, this is going to happen elsewhere. And it could be a good thing that happens or it could be a bad thing that happens. And I think it's also important for coaches as well to kind of be careful with their words. There's definitely things where Stephen said to me, I would then do it. And he's like, okay, definitely don't do that because the way you think about it and what it means for your swing causes something negative to happen. Whereas he would just change it slightly. I'd be focusing on something else, but it has the same output that he was expecting from that first kind of sentence. So um, yeah, I think it's definitely a two-way thing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I just want to go back to what you saying about obviously the feedback mechanism that you had with Steve was obviously sending video to him. When you were sending those videos, were you mindful at the time of what you were sending to him knowing, did, did you know that it was moving in the right direction or was your feedback based purely on what he would say? So basically what I was saying, what I'm trying to say is, did you understand that you are sending the video back going, yeah, I know I've nailed what he's asked me to do or did you have to wait for that feedback? Yeah, so I obviously tried my best to do it as closely to his videos as I could. But that was the point in me filming every single day. So he could make sure that I was on track because as a beginner, you don't really know what's right or wrong. You can go on Instagram, you can go on YouTube and people go, oh, I love how you drop your swing. And then someone else is saying, oh, I love the one plane swing. And then you're like, I don't even understand what either of these mean. And I don't know what's best for me. So I think you really do have to trust your coach. Um, but also saying that I truly believe that there are certain coaches better suited to you. And I do say this a lot, but I think finding a coach is a bit like dating. And yeah. you've got to try a few to find someone who, <laughs> you know, you like and you could trust and you believe in rather than just settling for one and then complaining about them and saying, oh, they're <laughs> rubbish, you know, they're a waste of my money. You know, maybe you're just not suited together. It doesn't mean they're bad and they're not better suited to someone else. They're just not right for you. <laughs> The hard part is when you're with someone for 10 years and then you're the, the divorce. Exactly. <laughs> so do it early. <laughs> early. Yeah, get out of the way. But let's talk a little bit about obviously you getting, you know, talking about actually playing on the golf course now. So how many rounds have you played? And, and what do you find the hardest part about playing? Yeah, so this is actually quite interesting because obviously I get a lot of pressure to play on a golf course to get the handicap of which I've probably played about six times. Don't have a handicap. Still actually pretty nervous to go on a golf course. You know, I'm actually pretty nervous going into a golf club at all. I don't know why. I still feel the intimidation. People obviously look at you because you're a girl, you're young. Um, and it's just, it is just nerve wracking. Um, but yeah, I think this year is my year where I want to be able to go into a course more because I feel more confident in myself. And I think that's really, really important is the whole confidence element, you know, don't go and play on the course if you don't feel ready because you'll just go off and you'll hate it and you won't come back. Also, if you really want to go on a course, go and play if that's what you want to do. If you want to not train so much, do that. You know, it's whatever's right for you and you shouldn't pressure someone else, I think, into doing something that they don't want to do because the whole point is we want people to kind of keep playing and staying in the game and whatever works for them is um, important. But in terms of obviously playing on a course, hardest thing is obviously going from a mat to grass. Yeah, 
such a challenge. It's like wearing armbands or having stabilizers on your bicycle. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, we're going to take your stabilizers away. And you just fall straight off. <laughs> you're like, what? How, how has this happened? Um, so yeah, that was probably one of the biggest challenges, but you know, it's all down to experience, putting time in and just keep going back out there and practicing, I think. Hi everyone, Andy here, just letting you know about something that we've created just for you. MeAndMyGolf.com is our membership platform that we believe is the best resource out there to improve your golf. And one of the questions that we get asked all the time is what's the difference between YouTube and the website? And the main difference being is that sometimes people can get lost in content on YouTube and not really having a clear structure or plan of where to go. So we wanted to create something that was, was really going to help golfers. We've got over a thousand uh, coaching videos on there, but our main thing or main feature on there are the coaching plans. And we've seen some amazing results from these plans. And these are basically carefully designed plans on all areas of the game so you don't have to think or worry about what to do. We tell you exactly what to practice each week and whether you're looking to break a certain score, fix a slice, improve your putting or short game, we have a plan that will suit you. We're even staggered at some of the results that golfers are getting from these as well and we even have a private Facebook group where all of our members go and share experiences and support each other. Real nice place, positive place to be. And we'd love to see you over there and have the chance to help you with your game so make sure you head over to meandmygolf.com and check out your free trial with no obligations to join check it out and see if you can find a plan and become a part of this amazing community yeah i think it's, it's it, look it's it's really hard and you're just saying there about and this is where I, I know that there's the one shot that you hit on your i think it's on your instagram account which is this one where you just hit this i think it's like it's either dead straight or it's a beautiful little draw on it and i know you're proud of that shot because you've said that's my best shot uh, but I think when people see that, they just assume that you probably play a lot of golf now. But it is interesting, even at the stage that you're at. And look, we get the you come across, obviously, through your Instagram as very confident, you know, obviously very humble as well. And there's a lot of humility there, but you do come across as a confident person. So it's interesting that you're saying now that actually it is still hard. And I think you're absolutely right. And the, the one key thing that I used to have at the golf club where I used to work was if anyone new came to the golf club, you wanted to make sure that first experience was the best it could possibly be. And unfortunately, there will be people at the golf club who would get in the way of that and actually ruin that experience for that person. They wouldn't want to come back. But I think it goes back to what you said. Once you do get onto the golf course, there's no real question here. I'm just sort of talking a lot. <laughs> um, so don't worry. It's not as long as Andy's. But I think when, you, when you go to the golf course, it's understanding that it's okay to pick your ball up. It's okay to not to walk a hole and not play that hole. Yeah. It's okay to do things that some people would say, oh, you can't do that. That's the rules. You're not allowed to pick your ball up. You know, it doesn't really matter at this stage. You're, the only thing that matters is that if you've got to tee your golf ball up to play a chip shot, then that's absolutely fine because we yeah. just need you walking off that golf course with a smile on your face, willing to come back another time. And I think there are loads of things that you can do for people when they start. They, you don't have to start off the tees. And I think there's such a pressure that you're all meant to start off the tee. Yeah. You know, start from the fairway, just start on the greens, you know, just yeah. do the putting part. And then, like you said, yeah, tee up your shots. Every shot doesn't matter. You know, you don't have to score in the same way. Like whatever you can do to get yourself round and just enjoy it, like you'll get better over time. Yes. It's fact. Like, you can't expect to be good on day one. And also, you know, yeah, if you start when you're later or older, everyone else has been playing for many more years. And that's why they're so much better. It's not that you're categorically terrible. They've just had more time on you and that's okay, you know? Yeah. And I also think that the, the nerves 
I think um, for the majority of people who are new to the game as well, they, they go to a golf course and just expect everybody to be amazing. You think, God, everyone else is going to be amazing and I'm going to be the terrible one there. But I think as soon as people get to the golf course, they go, actually, there's a lot of people who are really, they hit some bad shots too. Um, and that makes you feel okay, really. And I think the nerve side of things, that's there with everybody. You just don't see it. You think you're the only one who's feeling, feeling nervous. But me and Pierce will play golf and we'll still experience nerves now on the golf course. And we've been playing it for 20 odd years. So it's, uh, it just gets different phases, really. But it's just part and parcel of a new situation and being on the golf course. But it's amazing how um, hitting a little white golf ball can make you nervous, can't it, really? <laughs> I know it's crazy but I also think you know that's like a skill that you should learn in everyday life you know most of people will be working they're going to have to stand up and speak in front of hundreds of people at some point or run a meeting or you know do anything like that in a normal scenario it's exactly the same for golf and it's a transferable skill and I think you just need to get over the fact that if people are watching you fine it doesn't matter you're there to do whatever you are there to do and you do it you know they probably won't even remember like 10 minutes later. They're too busy focusing on whatever they're doing. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's, you know, use it as a chance to practice something that you want to learn that you can take into other walks of your life as well. I like it. So here's a question for you, because we get this a lot. People come to us and say, um, I want to get some lessons. They might be just starting again. I want to get some lessons, but I want to practice on my own first until I feel comfortable. And then, and then I'm going to start. A question to you is, where do you think you would be today with your golf if you hadn't had a coach and you just tried to battle it on your own? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be as far as I am. I think the thing is, is people forget that a coach isn't there just to tell you um, what to do. They also educate you why you're doing things, what you need to be doing, um, why such and such happens, what's good, what's bad. And they also relate your swing to you. Because you could say, oh, I want Tiger Woods swing, but your body doesn't actually enable you to have Tiger Woods swing. And that's the thing I think people think, oh, I need to move my knee here. But why do you need to move your knee here? That doesn't help you. That's no benefit to you because that's not how you work. Um, and a coach is able to really help, you know, educate you on that front. And also one thing Stephen's done, what Stephen has done, which has been amazing, is I've had times where I'm like, Stephen, I just am rubbish. I can't do this anymore. I'm terrible. I should just give up. And he just gives me a speech on how I need to like keep going. I've come on so far. Just like the whole mental thing. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I can do it. And then the next day for some reason, I'm like awesome again. So I think it's just more than just being a coach and being told what to do. It's not like school. It's much bigger than that. And it's much better than that. The good thing with the coach is the coach has the experience to understand that you're going to have days like that because we've yeah. all, we all have days like that. And then you look back over a 20 year period and go, okay, yeah, well, there's going to be good. There's going to be bad. So the coach is, his job is to give you that experience and help you, help you along your journey, which Steve obviously does a great job of. Yeah. And I think also giving you little tips, which you wouldn't necessarily know. Like one tip I really love for beginners is obviously everyone talks about the grip. If you have a terrible grip, you can have a terrible shot, but you can practice golf at home even if you're not hitting balls at the range, even if you're not, I don't know, playing on a course, you can still practice. You can sit there on your sofa, holding a club, practicing your grip, taking it off, practicing your grip, taking it off, you know, such simple things, which doesn't require you to even go out anywhere. 
And it doesn't mean you're going to start getting worse. I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, God, my golf is going to be terrible after lockdown. I know I'm thinking that. I'm not here for in so long. Um, but it's just not true. You know, you can keep improving. Brilliant. So what are your goals now for your golf? So that's moving into 2021. Are you somebody who sort of sits down and goes, right, I'm setting some goals this year? Or if you don't do that, have you just got them sort of an idea in your mind of what you want to do this year? Or in general yeah. for your golf? So the, I work quite interesting. I don't like to set too like structured goals in a sense, because if I don't meet them, then I get really like, oh, I'm so awful. I'm the terrible person. I didn't do it well. Um, but I have like a vague idea because I know in life things don't always go to plan. Things will change, but the end goal is going to be ish, you know, the same. So obviously I've got my own personal goals in terms of golf. I want to get a handicap. I just want to get out playing more. Um, obviously with my handicap as well, it will help me kind of understand where I'm at and then how long it will take me to get to scratch. <laughs> Um, and then there's obviously the bigger things that I want to do, obviously working with brands on golf clothing, just having more available for women. Um, I know like Adidas are all about like inclusivity and stuff. They're doing sustainability kind of um, drives at the moment as well, which I think is really cool. American golf as well, you know, getting women's clothing into store. I think in 2019, when I was talking to them, they had no women's stuff in stores. And now they've got, you know, their new model store has women's clothing in, um, which they were trying to push to get like golf shoes there, et cetera. And then there's this whole like extra side stuff with, obviously, I don't know if you saw the launch of RNA and Modest Golf as well, working together um, and hopefully like disrupting the golf industry in that way as well. So from a bit more of a, um maybe like a i don't know a bit of a different standpoint from a company that's or governing body that's probably not seem to be the most disruptive I would say. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just think it, it would just be interesting you know i think people do want golf to change um and they do want you know all of these new ideas to happen especially with social media i've seen all of the socials the things that people are putting up just a bit more interesting a bit more edgy a bit more cool like golfers in tattoos which probably had never seen before you know so um yeah i think there's lots to be done um, it's, it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting out of this pandemic how we know that last summer especially in the uk there was a big boom of people playing golf for the first time yeah. and we know as a result of that when they go into a pro shop and they go to buy a glove or a pair of shoes they're probably going to be looking more towards an Adidas as opposed to maybe a foot joy because they know what Adidas is. They don't know what foot joy is. And this is where the brands like Adidas, as you said, Nike, they probably do have an eye. It's it, the inclusivity thing is really important because you want to be able to harness these people who are coming into the game and keep them yeah. because that's the, 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 when, when hopefully, you know, things blow over, we don't want to lose those people. We want to make sure that they're still in the game and also the people that you've got into the game. Yeah, and I think as well, you know, it's affordability too. Do you want to spend a hundred or two hundred pounds on a pair of shoes on a sport you don't even know if you like yet? So I think that's important as well. And I don't know, you just at least if you don't play the sport and you've got like hundred pound pair of shoes, you want to be able to wear them regardless <laughs> of whatever you're doing, so they're not a waste. And I think that's something golf has started doing really, really well is they've started bringing out clothing and shoes and outfits that you could wear off the golf course as well as on yeah definitely changing for the for the better there's a yeah there's some good stuff yeah. around that you can buy now 
Uh, let's talk about, I mean, I, I think before we came on air, we talked about Harrington. Padraig was our last guest last week. Um, and we know that you actually had your his first live Instagram giving you a golf lesson. That must have been, I mean, for you, you probably weren't necessarily aware of who and what he'd done as much. But just talk about that experience, because that must have been an interesting experience. Yeah, I mean, it's more interesting, funnily enough, now when I look back than at the time. I had no idea who he was, and I'm so sorry. But <laughs> that's the thing. I think when people first start golf later on, at least women, we have no idea about golfers. We just go to play the sport, and then all of the golfing people we learn about later. So I had no idea who he was, but I just thought it was very funny that he had to call me like multiple times before the live to, to check that all the setup was right and how to do everything. But um, it was it was really cool what he taught because it was something that could educate obviously lots of people from you know a beginner perspective he was using things like tennis balls he was using things like you know old gym bags filled with kit you know it doesn't mean we were hitting balls at all he showed me how to do some putting inside you know really simple things that actually you could get your family involved in and just having a go like putting at home over lockdown is such a good way to get your housemates family members starting and interested in golf without them even having to purchase anything. They just use your putter and use your putting hole and try and get it, do mini competitions. It's actually quite fun. <laughs> um, he's a great character, isn't he? He's, he's so funny. And it's I like I really hope the Ryder Cup is just as good as it usually is. I think he's gonna be awesome. Um, He's such a funny guy. He's so great. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. You're going to be getting more and more of those opportunities. That is for sure with what you're doing. So yeah, I can't wait to see those. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Normally we do a quick fire. Um, they never are quick fire, but we're going to do, <laughs> we're going to do our best, um, but they're always good answers. So that's why we don't mind them not being quick fire, obviously. Okay. <laughs> so what is your best experience in golf so far? My best experience in golf is, I played a round of golf with two girls, um, Molly Lawrence and Sophie Stone, who okay. I met through Instagram and they're, they're both like proper golfers, not like me. <laughs> um, and I just had the best time ever. It was just us three going around chatting, gossiping or doing whatever. And it just made me realize, okay, I understand now. This is why all of the guys go out on their golfing trips. Um, <laughs> it was just the most wonderful experience I, I can't even explain it just made me really happy that I was actually able to play golf well enough to even go around the course we didn't score we didn't do anything probably played the best golf I've ever played Brilliant. yeah that's, that sounds like a good experience and you, you know you know mm. what happened when you come to your golfing holidays vacations they are the best holidays you can have yeah, yeah. and I also got um I potted a I don't even know how useful the terminology is I was off the green and I got it into the hole how do you say that <laughs> That's it. There you go. That's good enough. That's <laughs> better to have noticed. Like, I chip-shotted a shot. I don't know what it is. Brilliant. We need to learn all the terminologies and golf. That's another thing. It's a beginner. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, what's the best piece of advice you've had so far? Um, best piece of advice? Probably relax. I mean, I think I started as a bit of a robot. My brain is quite logical anyway so you tell me to move my right arm I say how high I say how far I think you know yeah. so it's just being a bit more relaxed in your swing not being so tense um and yeah that's just really helped me I think 
great piece of advice to anyone listening to that for sure. We all need to do that. We all yeah. need to. <laughs> so what are you most excited about for this year, 2021? Oh my goodness. Such a big question because there's mm. so many different yeah. things. It feels like it's a fresh on. question compared to last year. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, just actually making a difference. Like if I can help a handful of people get into the game, even by giving advice to them or anything, like I feel so fulfilled in doing that type of thing. I think I always say, I'm a Virgo. Um, not to bring star signs into it, but <laughs> yeah, I, it's just my nature. I just love helping people. And, you know, as much as it's super cool to interview all of these, you know, famous golfers or whatever, for me, that's not the coolest thing I could be doing. The coolest thing I can be doing is getting people who were literally in my position, what, me a year ago, doing exactly what I was doing and then, you know, enjoying something for the rest of their life. That's much cooler. So hopefully I can do some of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be a good year. If you can, if you can do any of that, it'll be a good year. This is always a tricky one. What are three golf truths? Three mm -hmm. truths about golf. Three truths about golf. Um, I would say... Oh, this is super hard. Yeah. This is like the question at the end of the paper and no one knows what the answer is. Three, three, two or three? Two. Three. Oh, three. Three golf truths. Um, oh, my God. I would say that people are wanting inclusivity in the sport more than we think. Okay. That's definitely a truth, I think. Um, traditionally or typically people definitely think no one wants like girls or young people playing and I don't think that's true um, another truth is people are obsessed and addicted to golf yep which I've come to learn I was like what the hell <laughs> including you now that's the thing oh, yeah yeah <laughs> I know I literally I try not to speak about it too much because I don't want people to think that's all I talk about and then I think what did I used to talk about was I really boring <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I would say, oh, another truth would be just because you don't have the best or the latest club doesn't mean you can't be a good golfer. Lovely. Great question. Great answer. Very, very good. Okay, I've got one more for you. Oh, this is because this is a tough one as well. What one, thing, what one thing would you change about golf? What one thing would I change about golf? Hmm. I would change, you know what I really don't like about golf? I would have like fast lanes and slow lanes. Okay. Because I, or like a fast course and a slow course. Because yeah, yeah. It really stresses me out when people are like, oh, you're taking too long. And then there's people in front of you who are also being slow, but you don't mind them being slow. So people who want to get around really quickly can go and play in their fast lane. People who are happy to just enjoy their time and have a nice time, maybe on the slow lane. I think that would be quite nice. There are some courses where, like, for instance, I even like Sunningdale. Again, mm. not many of us get to play there, but Sunningdale, they've got two courses. So they'll have on one day, they'll have four balls on that course. Yeah. And then they'll have two balls on the other course. And it kind of goes into that sort of, you know, we've, we've got to get around quickly. Let's go in the two ball course. And we, you know, we've got all day and we can take our time. So, yes, yeah, I think how you can do that over a golf course, which has only got 18 holes, that would be mm. a good challenge to meet for some courses for sure yeah. i also think what would be quite cool is you know they're like really cool driving ranges so top golf and 
you know, those types of ones. If they had like six whole courses on the side, which would be a nice stepping stone for people playing on a fun range to actually playing on a course to then thinking, oh, maybe I'll go to an actual course and play 18 holes. I think that would be quite like a nice progression. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's needed. That would be, would be a great way to get more more people. The problem mm -hmm. is they go, they go from the driving range drunk onto the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be chaos. <laughs> yeah but it's, you know if it's just there it's easier to get to i think a lot of people think oh the golf course is so far away yeah. i don't really know what i'm doing and i have to pay loads of money to go play 18 holes i don't even want to play 18 holes i just want to play like a couple and you know have a go um yeah. we do need that little stepping stone i think yeah i think so i think i think you're right i mean one we've been to top golf quite a few times in america and the, they're they're vast and there's so many people there and you literally go into yourself, well, you know, we say it's top golf when we spoke to them, say, look, you know, how are you going to get these people to the golf course then? Come on, there's all these there's thousands of golfers a week coming through here or potential golfers. How are you getting them to the golf course? And it's just hard. It is hard. And it's almost like they need these little academy courses, like you say, six hole fast golf courses that you can get around, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I actually they need beer, burgers, and music. If you've got all those on the golf course, it might be different. <laughs> to be fair, that is true. Um, I actually feel more comfortable, you know, practicing at places like Top Golf than I do at a proper driving range. Or I have to go super, super early in the morning so no one can see me. <laughs> but it's just such a nice environment, and you don't worry about what you have to wear. Like people are coming either from work or they're just wearing trainers and jeans. Even um, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a nice environment to be in. It's fun, isn't it? It's just fun. Yeah, which it is what it should be. Fun. No, we definitely need more of that. We need that little stepping stone. I think that's. Yeah, we do. Brilliant. Well, look, thank you so much for your time here. It's been great to sort of get to know a little bit about your story and your journey. I've just made a few notes here, which I think I look at it and I go, well, why have you been able to do what you've, you've done in terms of your golf swing? And I think there's five key things that are written down here that I think for the listeners will be really good. Little and often, I think that's just so important. Feedback, you were actually videoing every single day having a look, seeing where you could improve. I think, you know, most golfers could do this and really improve. Yeah, it's also like self-awareness as well. Like, like getting self-awareness is so important. It really is. I think me and my golf are launching a new app soon as well. We've got video analysis. I want to sneak that in at the end. Here. Gonna, I've, got, I've then got understanding technique, you know, just you and being able to understand your technique from Steve and, and, and just that's just a key point. Body motion first, getting your body doing the right things. Mm -hmm. And then I've just got education here. I'm not sure why I wrote that down because I, it was the understanding, but I was just scribbling around there. But I think if every golfer were to do a little bit of that, they'd see some improvement. Yeah, I think you need to learn to teach. Be, how do I word this? You need to learn how to teach yourself golf through your coach. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So you start with your coach doing every single day, boom, 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 and then it gets... Further apart, further apart, further apart. Yeah. And then you get chickens. Yeah. And you're good. And you're <laughs> awesome. And you're playing scratch and you're having the best time. <laughs> so the purpose is to just try and get rid of your coach in the end. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I guess also practice with purpose. I never will train for no reason. I know exactly what I'm there to do um, and what I'm trying to get out of that training session. I'll never just hit balls unless I'm with friends. 
There's the sixth one on the list there. Mm. Well, let me just write that down. Write it down, Andy. <laughs> We're just doing all this for content. We only did this with you so we could just actually do a video straight afterwards. Oh, We're not even going to put this live, this podcast. It's never going out. <laughs> Mia, look, thank you so much for, obviously, your time. It's been brilliant. And I know that we're going to get to do some content with you and some ideas, you know, in the future. And let's, let's think about that for sure. Have, you have a think. We'll have a think. But where can anyone who's listening to you for the first time, who's probably inspired, may want to send their wife, girlfriend, boyfriends, whatever, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, at Mia Ella X. It's basically my name. People always ask me, why is it that? My name is Mia Ella, but someone stole Mia Ella, so I put an X on the end. And this was a long time ago when I was, like, younger. Um, and now I've just had it. So, yeah. Mia L-A-X, M-I-A-E-L-L-A-X. There you go. Perfect. Go and check it out, guys. You'll, you'll enjoy the content, and it's great to see all the, the progress that you've done, and I hope this year is going to be a good one. And lots more golf on the course this year, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, it will be great to get you to get you on the golf course and see if we can be of help to you as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. Cheers, Mia. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you found some great value in it. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, let us know your feedback by leaving us a rating or review over on iTunes. And remember, if you want to go deeper and really improve your game, head over to meandmygolf.com and start your free trial and check out one of the many plans that are seeing incredible results. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to speaking to you next week.